Ripley died 200 years ago. Prometheus has landed. How do we kill them? The town is completely overrun. This whole thing was a trap. She breathed. You'll die. Hello, folks. This is Ben again. With me is Mr. Stephen Hurst. Hello. Part two of our alien predator AVP thing that we're doing. Indeed. And we're going to continue right on with. Alien Resurrection, are we not? Excellent, yes. Alien Resurrection 1997. The other big sci-fi epic we had that year, I remember, was Starship Troopers. Yep. And this is the first Alien film that I saw at the cinema. Uh, a little ah. bit too young to see Alien 3, sadly, but I saw um, Alien Resurrection at the cinema, and I-, I was happy with it when I came out. I was familiar with the director, Jean-Pierre Junet. I'd seen Delicatessen, which actually I don't like that much, which a lot of people do, but I had also seen City of Lost Children, which I fucking love. Mm. And uh, mind you, I haven't said that. I've not seen it in a while. Um, but I, the real selling point for me was, one, I fancied the hell out of Winona Ryder. <clears throat> and <laughs> yeah. Heather's is one of my favorite films to this date. Um, and she's obviously the lead in that. But also uh, the likes of Ron Perlman, who uh-huh. I'd seen in a couple of things, including The City of Lost Children, so I know he'd yeah. worked with the director before. Uh, Dan Hedier, I'd seen in things from way back to, like, Commando, uh, yeah. as the, the, the sort of main bad guy in that, but also, the, like, The Adams Family, I think he was in. Um, Brad Dorif, a huge selling point for me, who'd been in a, a ton of stuff. Uh, and also Michael Wincott. Indeed. Who I'd seen. Uh, what well, I mean, at this time we're talking Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Um, the, what was the uh, the Crow? The, the Crow. Thank you very much. That was obviously the huge one. But also, I think the year before that he was in the Three Musketeers as well as Roachfort. Mm-hmm. So it was all these character actors that were in. I was like, oh fuck me, this is going to be fan fucking tastic. Then the film gets going and it starts very interestingly, I think. But when it all starts to kick off, literally half of the people I just mentioned get kicked out of the film. And in really, really fucking stupid ways. You watch the death of Dan Hedier, he gets bitten in the back of the head, and what does he do? He doesn't fall over and dies. No, he reaches round and pulls a bit of his brain out at first. He does. Stares at it, goes cross-eyed, <laughs> and then falls over. And I'm like, this is like a fucking Tom and Jerry version of Aliens. And sadly, that is the tone that uh, this French director likes to have in his films. It, it's much more black comedy, but very French infused black comedy going out throughout this film but then there's also dumb shit like the death of Michael Wincott oh what's that sound down that dark corridor oh I'll go investigate that by myself and then he gets pulled through a grate and taken out and I was like fucking hell man what's going on Brad Dourif goes to uh, look through a big hole and gets pulled through that and I'm like will you stop bloody taking all these character actors away from me please (laughs) I've still got a good hour to go and I'm stuck with a fucking Lenny Kravitz (laughs) lookalike and Winona Ryder who's doing a bloody awful job of her character yeah I knew that she was an uh, an android Uh, it was given away a plot spoiler on uh, uh, somewhere in the press it was no surprise to me that she was playing a robot and I had it in my head of she was going to play it in a certain way and in my head it was just like the coolest thing ever but when you actually listen to her role, and I will insert some um, examples for you here, she's playing it like her character from Heather's. I'm so angry. It was chaos. Fucking chaos. 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, especially if she's using expletives, uh, she'll be moaning about something, and we blah 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 blah. Fucking this. You're throwing your life away to become a statistic in the U.S. fucking A today. More than dangerous. If those things get loose, it's going to make the Lacerda plague look like a fucking square. Dance. Shut up. And it was. I was just having flashbacks to Heather's going. As much as I love Heather's, that does not belong here. What the fuck is no. going on? No. Oh right. Yeah, okay. I- that's my uh, initial rant out of the way. You can talk. <laughs> well. I was kind of excited about it. Um, I'd kind of, I suppose, a little bit, a um, little bit jaded from the Alien Three experience, I guess, mm. uh, but still with a lot of sort of faith in the idea of, okay, well they're going to try again, and you know, let's see, uh, you know, they're not going to do that again. Was basically the, the way I went into uh, into <laughs> into it. You know, they're not going to do Alien Three again. They'll do something <laughs> else, and, and we'll see what it is. And, um, so, did you see the trailers? Um, I think there was an amazing teaser trailer that had a really cool sort of action-oriented music cue, and it was so cool. And it made it look like, yeah, it's going to look great, and it's going to be maybe scary, but certainly with a lot of action. Yeah, I don't remember. I mean, it didn't stick with me. I remember that. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Cause it, uh, that's it, because it opened with, uh, with a couple of sort of zoom-in shots of outer space and the ship, and then zooming in on her as the clone, and there was a, a, a child singing Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star, and then suddenly it went all sinister, and then that music cue cut in, and you just got all these action shots and stuff going on, and I was like, yeah, bring it on! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, um, yeah, I do remember it sort of being um, instantly kind of, uh, oh, okay, so they, they, you know, they're kind of tapping into a bit more of the sort of aliens uh, survival thing. You know, it, it's, mm. it's kind of a, all right. I, you know, I was kind of interested to see where they were going to go with it. Um, and the whole clone thing was going to be interesting. Um, but I don't recall, I mean, you know, I, I think with the situation being what it was with, with alien three, I think by yeah. this, this is only sort of three or four years later, isn't it? four, four or five years later. Um, yeah. It was, um, you know, I, I guess th- there was a, a measured amount of kind of, well, let's see how it is, you know, about it. <laughs> um, but it, it was looked promising in terms of, you know, uh, being a, 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 you know, I thought the uh, the clone idea was kind of okay. Well, that's 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 pretty much the best way to bring Ripley back, and you know, yeah. That. But I mean, I, I know that there was a lot of people who were very, um, really didn't like the the Ripley that we got, if you see what I mean. Um, yeah. The hybrid Ripley. Um, yeah, there's very few things they could have done to bring her back, though. I mean, what's the other one? She wakes up and it's all been a dream. Yeah, you couldn't really do that. So, you know, a hypersleep dream, that's all Alien 3 was, was just, you know, a, a, a lucid nightmare. Yeah, <laughs> um, but, yeah, no. Now, how big... Uh, you may know this better than me, because I, th- I think you watched a bit of Joss Whedon on TV. Mm. I, I never have... So, how big was he back in 97, do you know? Because he wrote the, the original screenplay for this before they started messing with it. Um, well, he was... I think he was um, really only starting out with... Um, I mean, Buffy was what really made him a household name. The, 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 That's the right. The TV show, because obviously he'd been involved with, yeah. the, with the movie a few years before that. But Yeah, the movie was 92, I yeah, think. it was. The, the, yeah. uh, but he kind of almost almost disowned it in a, in a way, in, in terms of it had been taken out of his hands quite uh, badly. Um, and the TV series was definitely... I think it was probably into its first season by, by 97, I thought. 
Um, okay. But he certainly wouldn't have been anywhere sort of near the, you know, the kind of um, how grand scale. scale that he is now. Um, right. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah, I know he uh, has issues with what they did with this as well. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. But hey, I, I actually put the. Because it, it, it's almost like the Poseidon adventure with aliens, isn't it? It is. They have yeah. to get they have to get from one end of the ship to the other through all these death traps and survive. And then there's, there's also happens to be aliens in the way. And then also there's people screwing over each other as well. Which some of it works, some of it doesn't. But it, it's literally the comedic tone that just kills it for me. Certainly on a rewatch. You know, when you first watch it, it's kind of kitschy because uh, Jean-Pierre Junet, he's got all these all these weird angles. But it's it's all the um, the extreme close-ups in faces. Mm. It's almost like he's using the old fisheye lens to get right in there and be as beyond intimate as possible with his actors while they're pulling just uh, clown expressions. And you look, you look at Ron Perlman's mugging throughout this yeah. film, and it's ludicrous. It really is. But I mean, but they're having a ball. So if you want to just have a laugh with an alien film, then this is the way to do it. But to contradict that, it's also very beautifully put together. The production design is, is, is top class. So he, he shoots a beautiful film, but he's just got that thing where he just can't let go of that French sensibility and that sense of humour. And that just does it for me. It really does. Because throughout the film, there are scenes which potentially are fantastic. Like when she comes... Well, we mainly go to that room where it's full of all the clones. Yeah. All, the, all the different versions of her. That's potentially a... That's right, and one of them's still alive and it's in pain. It's a, a heavy dramatic scene for Ripley. Or when they find that guy who's all by himself, who's who's got one inside of him, yeah. and she's pretty much goes up to him and all but says to him, he's fucked. Yeah. Uh, and the way he goes out is great, in fact. <laughs> You've got all these things in there littered throughout, but there's just other things that just that just kill kill it, and it's it's mainly the tone. Well, for, for me, it's, it's a lot to do with the casting. Uh, you know, I, I think that if you had... If you're in a situation where, other than maybe people like um, uh, Dan Hedaya and people like that, who, who are kind of mm. jobbing guys that just sort of, you, you kind of expect these guys to turn up in things all the time. Uh, and and yeah. it's no biggie when they do, you know. Um, but if if you had a situation where, other than Sigourney and guys like that, you had a, a cast that was maybe a bit more like, um, you know, the guy who was in the wheelchair. Um, that was his name. Um Dominic Pignon. Yeah, you know people like people that you you won't have seen in lots of things uh, if you're a sort of West, you know um, uh, English speaking audience. Um, but to have kind of Perlman and Winona Ryder and bloody uh, you know <laughs> and it, Michael Wincott. Yeah, and even Brad Dourif <laughs> turning up, you know, and you just think. Uh, and for for me, it's kind of it just it. it I, I I I'm not sold right there, you know, because it's sort of like okay, it's just. You know, it's just going to be a certain type of thing. Even Wincott, you know, I mean, I like Michael Wincott. Um, I think we all have a kind of, uh, you know, a sort of affection for him for, from uh, The Crow and things like that. And, yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and But his character gets, you know, gets killed off like a chump, you know. Um, yeah, an absolute chump. In an, an, an absolute cliched fashion. Yeah. Down the dark corridor. Yeah. And... Again, at least they were brave enough to try something new again. And I don't think the film was. Um, I don't think it flopped. No, I don't think it did no, very. Did it didn't do very well, but it still made a bit of money. I mean, like like you say, they put it they, they put it together nicely. I mean, it's a it's a nice mm. the typical me. It's a nice wide two three five job. It's oh god, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Outer space looks good. It looks absolutely gorgeous in this one. They 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 did it very well. Yeah. And um, mm. but I thought like, but and, you know, immediately 
you know, when they had all these, uh, you know, they got all the the pods where they they, you know, uh, hatched the uh, the warrior aliens. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the moment I saw two in one pod, I'm like, well, there's your escape plan right there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, come on, they wouldn't do that. They wouldn't do that. And of course, it's one of those things where yeah, you know, they have to do that because otherwise, there's no way out, you know. Um, and <laughs> and I hate shit like that, you know. I, that w- whenever you kind of guess the uh, oh, that's the little tool there, you know. It's it's like uh, you know, it's like when we're doing Batman and Robin, and it's 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 the skates built into the shoes, you know, <laughs> just in case they run into Mister Freeze. <laughs> <laughs> you know, fuck off. <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah. Um, but uh, but it, the Alien Queen, I have yeah. to say, looks good. Yeah, they changed. Uh, she looked good. They they got yeah. the the model looking good again for that. It was the same model, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think well they had to uh, you know redress it. Yeah, it's repainted yeah. and all that crap. But, uh, mm. but yeah, it was the same actual kind of. Yeah, thing. And then what did they go and do with her? Nah, we'll put her on the sidelines as well, and then introduce this new beastie at the end. Mm. Oh my God, Jesus Christ, that thing! That did. Define- I could have gone without <laughs> talking about that at all, and I've just remembered it. Oh it, God, the it, what is it? it this hybrid, hybrid thing, yeah. baby. Yeah. Uh, 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 no, it, it definitely polarizes opinion. That thing, because uh, you know, does it though? Because I don't know anybody that like. I know a couple of people that go. Well, it's nice that they've given it sort of human attributes here and there, and the way that it tries to coo for its mum. But then we'll turn on a dime, you know, it's like a bait, like an infant would. It will just suddenly become foul-tempered. And I'm like, yeah, that's sweet and all, but look at it. Yeah. Well, I mean, the you know, the, um, the thing had a, you know, had had sort of weird weird genitals and stuff that they actually had to CG out, didn't they? They, uh, they yeah. some problem with the um, sensors over there. But, I mean, I, I actually thought that the, you know, the design was kind of like, yeah, it, it, didn't, it didn't look great in, in full body you know the way they kind of done it but i thought the um what i did like about it was they had these sort of heavily uh cowled eye sockets you know and and that's right when you had um, (laughs) but you know what that reminded me of frank langella in masters of the universe it does yeah it does it really does (laughs) skeletal it is a bit like that sort of rubbery skeletal thing that he had yeah but i did quite like the way that they would light uh, that in that you, you most of the time there would be enough uh, shadows that you could really only see the, the sockets like a skull, you know, and, and, yeah, and no, then yeah. when you had these sort of flashing strobe or you know well timed flash, you would you would see that there's human eyes or very human looking eyes actually deep deeply recessed in there, and 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 that they had they they built this expression into them, and yeah, I think I think they did a, you know, it's a shame that the thing didn't look uh, you know slightly less kind of polarizing or, or slightly less kind of goofy because I think I think the idea with with, with trying to kind of um yeah pull the heartstrings in terms of feeling sorry for this thing uh I think they did that very well I think you do especially when Ripley kills it you know uh, and and that, that oh whole, yeah out in the winter space again yeah, that whole kind of pulling out this little being pulled bit by bit out of a little hole in a window is pretty grim and um, and they they mix in some pretty wrenching human screams <laughs> into the sound mix, I seem to remember as well. Uh, yeah, I mean it's quite effective, you know. But um, but yeah, it, it's like one of those things where elements of the, of the thing are really like bang on, and then 
but but overall it sort of misses the target. It does get one of my favourite kills though, and that's when it's chasing after Bonona Ryder, and then the Latino boy comes in to find her, and it just crushes his head in one go. And I was like, yep, there goes that guy. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. There are some very, very nice practical effects in this film. I like the layer that they built. Remember when she, before uh, she falls into, well, as she falls into the layer towards the end, she's like lying on this surface, you can see it breathing. Yeah, she sort of slowly uh, disappears into it. That was nice. Yeah, yeah, interesting looking looking thing. And yeah, I mean, yeah, it was an interesting um, concept, especially with this idea of of, of there being uh, you know some of that alien DNA in in her in Ripley. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, yeah, it's, it's just like I said, it's just the sort of execution in terms of like again the car, you know, the cast didn't work for me. Winona Ryder as as uh, the, the the droid, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah. Okay. No. Oh, as I mentioned, yeah. that was the biggest failure for me. I quite like the guy that played the uh, the sinister sort of evil doctor, mm. um, J. E. Freeman's the actor who had actually just worked with Sigourney Weaver in Copycat as well. He played the boss. You're going to have a villain. You want someone that plays it well, and I thought he played it it played it quite well. And you and there was a, a lot of satisfaction when he does get taken out at the end. Yeah. Um, again, by that other guy. That's a that's a fantastic death. But no, I quite enjoyed that. Plus, you find out that the company no longer exists. Mm. Or, or it's been overrun, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, well, maybe Wayland yutani doesn't exist anymore, but the same rules apply. You only want this thing for uh, for, for specific reasons, and it isn't for uh, just for signs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. I mean, you know, it, there's there's stuff to like about it, um, and I still it's still a watchable movie. I mean, I, 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 yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah. I'm not a big fan of the kind of you know, Poseidon Adventure aspect of it. You know, you've got to get from place point A to point C, and you know. That's when it gets dull. That's when it's like, all oh, right, okay. So, and that's a shame because that's obviously when the the action really kicks in. Yeah. And it's just a shame it's so routine, with you know the old excursion along the way. Yeah. Uh, I like the fact that the ship and this one, it's father instead of mother. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I suppose so. <laughs> but the ending, you know, they just sort of get back to Earth, and it's like, oh well, okay. <laughs> Well, that, yeah, I mean, that was there was a lot of talk at the time about them uh, about that that being a setup for the uh, you know for Alien Earth War. Uh, I think it was mm. called, there was a comic series called Alien Earth War. I think it was. Yeah, uh, aliens on Earth. Yeah, and um, and that was this, a, a sort of nod, I think, towards um, perhaps that being the direction you know the next Alien film might go or something like that. Um, I don't know how much actual kind of you know. Uh, mileage there actually was in that, but certainly when I, you know, I was aware enough of it at the time to, to kind of think, oh, that's what they're doing then. Um, you know. There were discussions with the likes of James Cameron and Ridley Scott in the years that came, which then led on to you know basically Scott saying, "Screw Earth, I want to see the planet where they came yeah. from. That's what I'm interested in. That's what I want to see." And then that led on to what would become Prometheus sure. um, when we get to that. But then even then, we're still not really discovered the home planet if anything well you know we'll get to that one (laughs) yeah okay well do you want to rate this one then Mm. Um. i'm actually i'm gonna say three because i I do i did a lot of bitching there but i do there is still a lot of things there that i do enjoy i can enjoy it i don't think it's shit but it's it's a real missed opportunity in a lot of places so i'm gonna be nice and say three i don't what did i give alien three but this is like half a star or below that. Yeah, I'm probably a three as well. But I think mainly 
one of you know, the, the things I like about it in is really that it was I'm glad that they maintained the the 18 certificate for a start you know, oh, yeah yeah they could so easily have watered that down but at this point in the franchise you could have had it. I mean dude, if this is this is Robocop it'd be a PG by now <laughs> yeah yeah and this is actually the the probably the goriest out of a lot of them when you think about it in yeah in some ways it probably is yeah yeah, yeah. so it's a three what we're we looking at now I think it was 2000 it's a long time but it's 2004 I want to say yeah yes 2004 for Alien versus Predator for the first one to finally come along people have been screaming about this for ages you know hey that'd be the ultimate mashup wouldn't it be great if we get that and we got it eventually and it's the same production team came on board but they gave it to Paul Anderson of the WS variety, not the PTA. My feelings are fairly clear on this guy. I can't stand him. I'll try and be as nice as I can with this one, but <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not mega favourable. But you know, hey, at least we, at least we got the film. At least it came, and it was a hit. It made a lot of money. Wow! Made 172 million worldwide out of a 60 million budget. But the cast: Sana Lathan. Who the hell is she? Um. I, I, I remembered her from Blade. That's the only thing I could think of that she was in. Oh, she played the mum, didn't the she? Mum in Blade, yeah. That's right. She was in a Denzel Washington thriller as well called At a Time or something, I think, yeah. which was okay. Um, Raul Bova, the Italian chap in this. Yeah. Don't know who the hell he is. And he he's but the worst offender for me in this film. His acting is just shocking. <laughs> but then he is lumbered with a lot of the I'm going to talk about ancient history and explain the plot to you. Mm type dialogue. Aunt Henriksen is in there. You've got a few names that, that people who watch a lot of films will, will recognise. Ewan Bremner from Trainspotting. Uh, Colin Salmon, who'd been in a few things, who worked quite a bit with Paul Anderson. He was the the sort of SWAT leader in Resident Evil. The guy got diced by the laser. Right, yeah, yeah uh, so he's in there. There's a Scottish guy with a, with a scar on his cheek. Which is uh, Tommy Flanagan, who you will have seen in countless action movies as like Henchman Number Five yeah, or brave something. Brave heart something. Not brave. Not That's right. Yeah. Or... No, he wasn't Braveheart. Braveheart as well. He, he's he, he's the, he gets married to the girl, and the girl gets taken away by the. He's like the, you know the English guy rising. He's like, I am now going to bless this marriage by fucking the <laughs> wife. <laughs> Basically, yeah, he's the husband. Scottish actor. He's in a, a, a ton of stuff as yeah. well. So, you know, there were was some faces for me to go, all right, you know, here's the, here's the fodder. <laughs> but the plot, pyramids and in uh, Antarctica, I just, I don't know. Uh, yeah, you know, I don't, I mean, anyone who's kind of read the sort of, you know, some of that kind of, um, you know, some of the sort of stuff on, on that kind of thing, you know, like, um, um, you know, I thought the concept was quite interesting to have, to have that idea in there. This idea of this, um, you know, progenitor, uh, you know, the, the the predators being part of our, you know, um, origins and, and all that kind of thing. And, you know, yeah, I, yeah, I didn't mind that. I thought they they could have they could have done um, they could have done something really amazing with that. But I thought the yeah, but it really was just a tool just to get everyone together and into the. The, yeah, just the, to create a big the, death the trap, basically. Yeah, and just cut, yeah. yeah, and of course, you know, pretty much everyone sort of, you know, um, bites the dust straight away. As you know, that's right. Even like people you think who might be half interesting because yeah. they've even got like a, a, a bit of a tough girl. Who you think, oh, she might be like the Vazgaz of the movie, and yeah. she she's like straight away. Yeah, face hug. I mean, I mean, and this is yeah, this is the thing. I think I mean sometimes I think that that kind of thing can work to a uh, to a to a movie's uh, advantage when you when you have a situation where you 
where yeah. you invest in you know characters and then kill them very very you know suddenly it's kind of that sort of yeah, it sets you up for that kind of wow, you know. Okay, so it, oh yeah, it's a it's a, an all better are off type yeah, thing. Yeah, but I think yeah, um, but obviously um, yeah. And this one they they rush through as many people as they could because oh, that Tommy Flanagan guy he goes quickly. You and Bremer you think goes, but then you're like, oh, he's still alive, and oh no, he's dead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Colin Salmon doesn't last long. It it it, it goes down very, very quickly. Good. To the girl, the Italian guy, and Lance Henriksen, and even the two guys don't last long beyond that. And then it becomes a sort of a team-up. And I'm scratching my head there going, but hang on a minute, all of your mates were killed by this predator, <laughs> and now you're having to team up with him to survive the beasties. Well, you know, she showed cunning and, and, and toughness. And, yeah. Uh, um, I don't know, yeah. It's, um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, also, the, for me, the design... Yeah, you know, it was like, okay, we're going to get these, um, we're going to get the biggest, tallest basketball players we can find, and, and mm. we're going to stick him in sort of Herman Munster boots and, you know, boost them up, and we're going to make these predators just huge, hulking, great, enormous right. guys, you know. And uh, you look at the design. Like a wrestling match yeah, in the middle with an alien. Yeah, and you just think, wow, you know, that's, that's a long way from that kind of, you know, really very, very... Um, you know, formidable beastie of uh, the first two movies. You know, um, these these guys are just sort of great big lumbering <laughs> bricks. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> but I mean, I, I like, and of course, you know, I I, know, I quite like the idea of you know the 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 humans, you know, kind of ballsing up the uh, the alien hunt right from the off, and all of a sudden, yeah, the the predator guys are in trouble because they haven't got their blasters and shit. They're only sort of half. Uh, you know, equipped. Yeah. Um, hmm. But even so, you sort of think that they should be able to deal with, with with them sort of pretty, you know, pretty easily because that's what they're supposed to be doing. You know, that's absolutely yeah. Um, so they. That, I th- uh, another thing that I was like, hello, continuity was literally it, it's not long after the the face hugger attack when they actually hatched from the people. I was like, hang on a minute, this, this has been minutes. Yeah. Not not like hours or days. How long was bloody Ash in that in- incubator well, for an alien before it hatched out of yeah. him? Well, this is one of the problems that I had with it right at the time when I when first saw it. I thought, wow, wow. okay, you know, they, they, they haven't built in, a, you know, uh, enough of a, into the narrative, this idea of the, of the weight between, you know, um, impregnation and hatching. And, and, and it's just like, fucking hell, it's just like straight away. Um, yeah, it's because they just want to get on with it. Yeah, well, of course. Yeah, so there's I mean, like this is the thing that's mm. painted into a corner in a way. Um, <clears throat> this is the problem with uh, Paul Anson, though. He's like he's so impatient. He just wants to get on with stuff, and you, you get very little breathing room in his films. And uh, you, I mean, there is evidence in these films of you know when he does take time out to do a little bit of character study or something where things actually do work. And I, I suppose a moment in this film that works is early on with Lance Henriksen. He's they're on he's on the ship. He's in his own private study. And he's sort of playing with a knife between his fingers, isn't yeah. he? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Which is a nice little nod to uh, aliens, and it's like, oh, that's cute. But uh, beyond that, it's literally just like, no, we, we want to try and get on with it. Yeah, I mean, I, the, the funny thing is, is that I can watch this movie, in, in, you know, even with all the things that uh, that are sort of dreadfully, you know, terrible about it, and and kind of, and yeah. I, I can still watch it. It's sort of like a, I don't know, I don't know what how you describe it, but it's. Whenever it's on, I can go. Yeah, I'll watch it five. I mean, it's not—it's not a film that would get me to 
watch the whole of the rest of it if I see that it's on. But I usually sort of stop for five to ten minutes, you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what you mean. Yeah, I mean I missed up definitely <laughs> in a way. But then, should 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 anyone have ever done it? You know, I think the very first face-to-face that the Alien and Predator has is good. And it does actually have a really nice bit of music cue behind it as well. Because one of them gets impaled by an alien tail. And it lifts him up and basically pulls it face-to-face. And I was like, that's nice. And that's a nice shot as well. Woohoo, it's on. But then it turns into the WWE. <laughs> and it, yeah, you literally walks the way that some of these guys in the Predator suits move about. It's like, you're just, no, you're just bulky and wrong and one of them falls on his back and when he jumps up onto his feet he sort of pulls a pose as he does it and it's like what? Nah. Yeah. But uh, there is some I mean the Alien Queen looks good again and even when she's done in CG I was like ah, so actually that's not bad for the time when she breaks out of the ice at the top and she's running around. Yeah. Um, didn't look too bad. Yeah. So I was like alright that's quite good. I mean I knew how it was going to end. I knew there was no way on earth there's going to be any alien on either side left alive I wasn't having any illusions about that but then you get that cute little uh, code at the end with the uh, the hatching <laughs> yeah, the um, yeah, well the thing with the queen of course is that you know I mean we, yeah, we, we know from previous you know, installments from, from, from the first alien film that um, mm. that these um, you know xenomorphs are um, you know, incredibly adaptable incredibly uh, able to sort of withstand, you know, all sorts of sort of, uh, you know, atmospheric conditions and blah, blah, blah. And so the whole idea of the queen being pulled down, uh, you know, under the water by the, you know, the weight of that thing. I mean, she wasn't dying. She was being pulled down under there. And so you really, I mean, I, I remember, you know, coming out of the film thinking, well, the, the queen's still under there and, you know, who knows? I mean, you know, that's kind of, that, that's open-ended right there, really. Uh, she's at the bottom of the ocean lying next to Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> I mean, there are some pleasures to have. I mean, even when I watched Ewan Bremner's death, because I kind of go, oh, he's still alive, good, so he'll last a bit longer, then he just it dies again immediately because he's in the, the facehugger chamber. Yeah. And I kind of watched it, and I go, actually, that's kind of that's kind of funny. It's kind of like he's got the director's got a sick sense of humour about his characters. Yeah. He'll make you go, hey, this guy's still alive. Ah, fuck him. He's, <laughs> he's going to kill him anyway. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so there are some things to watch, but it, it does rush to get to a place where I'm just not not content and it's literally they get rid of all their human characters way too quickly yeah um and you know fine kill them off but one at a time please don't just do them all off in a quick sort of montage of of uh you know of of chaos Uh, a bit of that yeah but you know at least some of them crawling around so you know you've got something to look forward to i don't want to be bloody crawling around the bloody chambers with this woman and this fucking big hulking beast but nah, nah. But I, but I, I mean, like you say, if it's on, I could probably watch it. But I would never go out and buy it on Blu-ray. Um, I've owned it on DVD, but I've not got it on Blu-ray. Well, I actually, yeah. Do you have Do you have the the following one on Blu-ray? I don't have either of these two. <laughs> See, I have unfortunately the second one. Uh, well, we'll get to that. Um, well, we can get to that uh, now if you want to rate this one. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, let's rate. Uh, I'm going to go two. Um, yeah, it's a watchable too. Right. Now, I may surprise you on Alien AVP Requiem because I saw the trailer 
and I was, and it was a an R-rated trailer. So it, it literally showed you. It's, this is the the thing that annoys me about this uh, and many other films. Uh, wait till we get to Prometheus. The trailer showed way too much, it, um, but it, it didn't actually tell you too much of the plot. It showed way too many of the kills. Right. You saw people's heads exploding, people getting chopped in half by the old uh, razor thing that he flings. All sorts of stuff going on, and I was like, "Holy shit, this looks fantastic! It looks gory as hell." And it still ended up being a 15 for some bizarre reason. I was like, "I can't wait. This is great." And then I saw the press released a like the opening five minutes, which is basically the ship crashing, and then the small boy and his dad out hunting who get killed by the uh, the, the face hugger. Uh, and then again, the face hugger, you know, hatching, uh, you know, the egg hatching through them far too quickly. And it was really graphic as well, especially because they showed you it coming out the boy as well. And I was like, holy shit, they really are going for it in this one. I can't wait to see it. And I saw it and it was a piece of shit, but I, but I do enjoy it. I, I do get a lot of pleasure. The thing that annoys me the most about this film that I'll raise very straight away. And this is why I'm like, if I did buy either of these two on blu-ray it would be this one not because i enjoy it a bit more but because then i might be able to see what's going on because it's so fucking dark it's so darkly shot you're like what the hell is going on and that was a huge criticism from many people when it came out and it's easy to see why because it's just so badly lit the stuff going on in here that appeals to my real sick sense of humor and yeah i can watch the scene where like the the pregnant ladies are having eggs thrust down their throat and then they burst out through the womb later on i'm like that's fucking disgusting and because uh, this one's the whole small town america under infestation isn't it? it's like the blob yes. but with uh, but yes. with aliens and i and i love that kind of thing because with that kind of thing you can do what you like with your sense of humor and kill who the hell you like and they do they kill who the hell they like in this film I mean, don't get me wrong, it's an unholy mess. But I don't know, for some reason, I, I uh, the, the storyline appealed more to me than the first one did. Yourself? Um, well, the the, uh, the, the title um, kind of uh, is interesting hmm. because, um, you know, the first movie was Alien versus Predator, which kind of, you, you had this kind of idea of this is pitting the franchises against you. Yeah. Whereas this, the title of this film is actually quite, uh, specifically <laughs> about what happens in the film because it is aliens versus predator. Yeah. Right. And so the thing that instantly turned me off about the, the movie was, was so you got this, you know, I mean, the predators are of highly technological race, right? You know, and you've got this guy who's been brought back onto the ship. He's, and you know what you tell me, they haven't scanned him for the bloody, thing that's inside him <laughs> right and see and he's lying in state all on his own you know no one watching him no one nice view him. of the earth in the background nice view of the earth <laughs> in the background they haven't gone anywhere yet either they're just still hanging around the earth for some reason. Yeah, the only thing that's they're missing from that shot is some church music playing <laughs> <laughs> yeah and uh, and you know so predalien uh, arrives and and then and swiftly manages to kind of grow to adulthood and take out all the Predators before the titles of the while movie. they're still in orbit, yeah. <laughs> while they're still in orbit, all right. I mean, this is like happened in about three and a half minutes. And see, um, what I reckon is, then... what I reckon is, it's training day because they've just put three of them on the planet to do some training. They're also training other cadets how to fly the ship, and some poor fucker no, can't I get the ship it. going. That's <laughs> it. And of course, so then they kind of um, add insult to injury by uh, by you know you back on you know this little kind of tiny little snippet of a view of the predator homeworld or at least to some kind of ah yeah that's right yeah 
you get one predator who's sort of kind of like monitoring what's going on. Huh, what's going on here, over here, over here? And, uh, and gets in his little ship and fucks off to come and sort it out. And you think, well, hang on, y- you know, you've got a situation that's a bit, you know, likely to get out of control very easily. And, and you've got this weird kind of hybrid alien that he's spotted on the monitor that's that I think, fuck, I have to do that. That looks like trouble. And, uh, and he goes on his own. Bugger off. <laughs> <laughs> they'd, they'd send a horde of them over to sort it out. You know? Well, maybe it's like it's in the night time and they've all gone home, you know, at like the police station and there's like yeah, one oh, person yeah, left right, behind the in the time. radio. <laughs> <laughs> I've got this collar. At the museum. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, okay, so that's your, your start of a 10, right? And then and then what, what drives me insane on the rewatch, and, and in fact, it drove me insane the first time, but on the rewatch, it's, it's absolutely you know, uh, just almost intolerable, is is the fact that all hell is breaking loose, right? You know, these aliens are breeding, messing, you know, killing, and just e- everything is going to shit in a handbasket. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the, the Predator's still trying to kind of dissolve all the little evidence he gets, you know. <laughs> and, you know, he's like... Going, With his little blue oh, sauce bottle, yeah. Gotta, gotta dissolve that, yeah. Gotta, gotta, gotta contain this problem. And you think... Contain it? What are you talking about? You know, you know, it's just totally dumb. The, nut, the nuts and bolts of that are, 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 are unforgivable. So I agree. I actually quite like some of the kind of um, the bloodthirstiness of some of it. And, and some really people really hate that, don't they? Especially when it comes to like pregnant women. It's like, oh, that's just distasteful. And I'm like, oh, fuck off. <laughs> that's what would happen. Yeah, it, it, it is, but I mean, you know, yeah. It, it, yeah, it is what it is, isn't it? But it's still it, shocking. It's a fifteen yeah. when you think about all that. But that's that's what I was about to say. It, 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 I think it does push the the fifteen in like, oh, definitely uh, quite quite away. In fact, weirdly, I, I don't know if you've ever watched the um, some of the sort of extras on it. But the the death of the cheerleader girl mm. who gets done sort of that's quite a cool. Uh, you know, if you like your sort of you know spinning disc type. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. Elements. That's a pretty cool one. She gets kind of munched up on the wall there. And then um, her body falls that, away from underneath. <laughs> well, th- this is the thing. They, they, uh, it, it, I, they had to shoot that a number of times, or they had to change it slightly. All right. Um, because the original version of, of that uh, gag, you know, that kind of gag, was just too... It was a bit like the uh, Murphy's death in Robocop. You know, the original version of it was just too much. Oh, wow. Uh, for the censors, and I think they were risking the art, the you know, the, the yeah. rating or whatever, uh, or the NC 17 rating to um, you know, to keep it in, and they changed it. But it's so weird because when you actually see the two versions of the of the kill on, on the supplementary material, they're both pretty horrible. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like you, you sort of think, really, they had a problem with that and not a problem with that. It's kind of, yeah, I don't know, weird. What are they looking at then? <laughs> you know. But, um, Do you like the design yeah. of the Pred Alien? I thought that was that was a huge improvement on the the baby from Alien Four because it it literally did put both of them together and sort of meld. I don't know. Oh, well, for me, I thought they they got the best of both of them together because it's still got the, that yeah. big predator head with the mandibles, but it's also got the the elongated part of the head. It's got the tail. It's got the jaw. It's got the the double mouth. Um, the the problem for me with for, with that is that the um, you know, through through all the sort of developments in in CG and developments in all these kind of areas, um, you know, they they've never been able to kind of find a a more elegant 
solution to doing these aliens mm. than to put a guy in a suit, right? It's still the same uh, same way of doing it. You, know, you put a guy in a suit. And it is the alien guy that was in that suit. Um, yeah, the, the usual dude. Uh, the, well, yeah, there's two. The, uh, there's uh, there's Woodruff and uh, there's the other one. Tom Woodruff. Yeah, it's Tom Woodruff who's in the. Suit and Alec Gillis is his partner who does all the makeup yeah. stuff with him. Yeah. So, and I think Woodruff was was in the suit right on Aliens, wasn't he? And and then certainly Alien Three, he was the main guy. No, absolutely. Yeah, he's he's always uh, Alien Three, Alien Resurrection. He's always been in an alien suit. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, um, and and of course, what they did with the Predalien was was they, you know these things, uh, they had they cut they couldn't shoot the thing in uh, full body because it's because they had to cheat the size of it and you can and and some of the shots really don't work because because you can see that it's actually you know you, they've got this whacking huge great head. But the, but the body is still normal. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's kind of it just looks really. So they never, you know, there, there's a few still shots that you can see promo shots where where you think, yeah, they if they'd had any sense, they wouldn't have let that out because you know you, you can see that it's kind of this quite quite ungainly, disproportionate, you know, suit that they built and and they and they just cheated it with angles, you know, trying yeah. to make it look bigger. Um, but yeah, generally it looked pretty good. I mean, I thought that. Um, you know, uh, I thought that the uh, the whole kind of idea of sort of, you know, the town was going to get nuked from orbit, wasn't it? And uh, well, not from not from orbit, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. And um, and does and and does, yeah, and uh, yeah, the sort of evil military you know, containing the problem rather than. Uh, no, and I like that again. I, I the blood thrush me going cool. They actually did it because normally they only yeah. get subverted. But it's like no. Do you know what the, the the thing I like the best about this movie actually weirdly is the sound mix. Um, like you said, the lighting is awful. Oh it's god, yeah. It's, it's it's pretty dreadful. But what I did like about it was there was some, a lot of thought went into the sound mix and the use of sounds that you've heard from the original movie. Right. There's a massive amount of stuff um, that is literally like even sort of really simple things like sort of static sounds. In, in equipment, you know, and uh, tra- sort of transmission sounds and things like that that you that you recognise from, you know, the opening scene of Alien or something like that, you know, um, the, the chitter chatter sort of sounds and things like that, and you know, there's some there's some quite nice attention to detail going on there that that, that kind of is, is sort of it, almost the film's not worthy of that of it if you if you see what I mean, you know, the sound mix is actually quite good in that respect. Um, but uh, the human cast are completely forgettable, so I'm not even going to bother you sure. talking about them. Um, they're just there, so whatever. <laughs> Whether you recognise them or not, you know, it's like some people are like, "Yep, yeah, I know that person from this TV show or something." But beyond that, pff, whatever. I did like though, and they didn't have to, but they did it. It's when uh, once everything is over and uh, Robert Joy's character, the Colonel, that's coming in, got this alien gun, the cannon, and he takes it off to the uh, Utani company, doesn't he? So you're like, oh, yes. cool, a bit of Ut- bit of Utani action there. I was like, oh, that's that's yeah, nice. Last one we had just for the Bishop Wayland, and this one we have yeah, Utani. Absolutely, and I was like, that's just nice for a bit of continuity. You know, I, I, that's something someone will geek out on. Whether they have done anything with that, or they anything gets done with that in the future, who knows? Who cares? It's just nice that it was there. Yeah, well, it well it puts the whole um, it puts the whole thing into a sort of chronological context in terms of the first alien movie and what why the why the Wayland Utani company knows about 
LB426 and what and all that. Absolutely. Um, so it kind of puts some, but but then again, we've got um, and it's still pre-company merge as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, indeed. Um, yeah, I mean, the only I tell you what, the only scene in this movie that I actually do think is, uh, you know, was was a proper gift in terms of, uh, uh, you know, uh, people <laughs> having nightmares about aliens and stuff was the fact that you had was the little girl in her room you know with the with oh i think she sees a monster window. outside of her window fantastic yeah, I mean, you know, the, the amount of people who saw alien or aliens probably alien actually back in the day maybe a bit too young like i was um who had nightmares about these this you know this terrible creature being outside your and and they realized that in this movie really I, and i thought that was quite quite good how they did it you know yeah, with the father kind of comforting, you know, <laughs> and gets taken out. <laughs> but I mean, do you remember they actually even have to they used to have the the door size poster with the actual alien coming through your door because uh, it was basically yeah. Uh, yeah. you could put it on your door and it looked like your door had been broken in and it was an alien coming in to get you. Yeah, so uh, alien warrior, wasn't it? Yeah. <clears throat> ah. Yeah. All right, then. Well, let's uh, give this one a review, then we'll move on to Predators. Okay. I'm I'm going to stick with two. Although it is better than the last one, it's still a two-star rated film. I, I don't know if I quite want to go two and a half. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the... Uh... I think there's that you know there are different things about it that are better and worse than the the previous one, but I think yeah you're right it's still a two movie. I can't deal with the predator, you know, going around dripping that blooming fluorescent <laughs> shit all over and, 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 and melting everything away, and you think you're covering up evidence and there's fucking hordes of aliens. Going, you know, I think I think the situation's lost. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, break out the big guns. You know. Yeah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Let's move on. You, you, you never would know what would happen in the aftermath of him dying. Because surely back home someone's like, Oi, where's Chad? Yeah. <laughs> where's he not at his fucking post? Yeah. And where's it's that goddamn ship? Why did they come back yet? Yeah. So you'd only assume that they'd come back again. Did take some money. So, But hey, obviously the critics had their way and uh, they did not try for a third one. But we did yeah. get a third Predators film. 2010... Again, looking at the marketing campaign, this was Robert Rodriguez, who apparently had written uh, an idea for this back in the 90s, back in his Desperado days, and finally got to go, uh, get around to it. He passed the script on to a couple of other guys and uh, to finish it up, and then he became a producer. He didn't direct it. He gave it to Nimrod Antel, who had done a couple of small thrillers, not really any worth of, of any note, in my opinion. The trailer, when it when it came along, was promising. It looked like it was going to be a lot of fun. It, obviously, it's set on another planet, which you know, sadly, if you if you watch the trailer, that's spot for you. Whereas if you watch the film, that you slowly begin to realise that when they discover all the many moons in the sky about half an hour in. But uh, the, the the cast looks promising. So Adrian Brody, Topher Grace, who I've always been uh, quite a bit of a fan of, even even despite Spider Man Three, I don't blame him for that at all. Walton Goggins is a guy that I'd seen in many supporting roles. He's become a much bigger thing these days. And I think this film helped. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne, obviously, in a cameo. And uh, uh, Danny Trejo, yeah. And uh, uh, the, the the Russian dude I'd seen in a couple of things as well. He, did, he was in that 15... Holy. That's right, he did in that 15 minutes with um, uh, Robert De Niro 
which uh, was, was quite good. So, yeah, I went in with a lot of goodwill. And I came out fairly satisfied. But I think the thing that bothered me the most about this film was how much of a reminder of the first film that it was and then how much of a reminder that the first one was even better. I mean, you, you know what I'm talking about. Adrian Brody doing the whole Arnold thing at the end. But but the music in particular, just basically... And it's John Debney who is his own composer. If you look at the scores that he's done, what the fuck is he doing wasting his time with this? Because it's basically just putting in Alan Silvestri's tape and hit and play. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, uh, uh, specific moments in, in uh, when the uh, uh, the Japanese guy, you know, decides to make his stand. It's, that's that's the moment from that's Billy's moment from the first that's one. Really the music yeah. cue and everything. Yeah. It's like what the fuck? Yeah. yeah, quite shocking. But all in all, though, I have good fun with this film. Uh, I can watch it again. I think it loses value on the rewatch, but there is enough practical effects here to to keep it trundling along. Uh, there's enough surprises, there's enough sort of witty dialogue going on. Again, Walton Goggins just mugging the camera completely, even though the the, character, the guy's playing a complete fucking douchebag. You know, rapist and murderer of women, and we're all going, yay, he's funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's the comic relief. Lawrence Fishburne tends to split opinion. People sit, Some people go, what the fuck? Whereas other people are like, nah, no, it's kind of cool that he's just completely gone bananas because he's been there for too long. But no, no, I, I like it. I like the action. I like the kills. I think the trailer spot a couple of them, especially uh, Walton Goggins' uh, character's death. That gets spot in the trailer, sadly. But no, it's it's fun. I think I came out going, that was fun, but it, it was way too much of uh, relying way too heavily on the first film, especially its music. Yes. Yeah, yeah well, yes. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I'd probably fall... A little bit more anti. Oh, really? You in? Oh, yeah. do tell. Um, I mean, I mean, I agree. It, but I mean, we. I mean, I said I kind of painted myself into a corner a little bit in, in terms of when we were talking about um, Beverly Hills Cop. You know, we used that uh, Beverly Hills Cop two as an example of a retread that works mm. and that kind of proves the you know the the, the rule that that retreads aren't necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, but. Uh, but I think that you know one of the problems with Predators for me was this idea of you know that there just wasn't enough in it um, to make it worthwhile, um, other than you know an updating of sort of effects or whatever, and you know and just kind of having a slightly different dynamic with with the uh, the uh, the group being not not necessarily you know they're, they're not guys that are all part of a team. They have to become a team, you know, but they don't really. But you know what I mean. Um, yeah, you know, there's various little detail changes, but essentially it is the same thing. And um, and again, you've got this situation with, um, you know, the um, Adrian Brody character. Just like, like I said, you know, I mean, you can't. I don't know. You can't do that whole thing at the end there with the with the mud and the the bare chested stuff. Um, and even the line readings as well. <clears throat> yeah, uh, when you're built like a librarian, you know, um, w- when everyone is thinking, watching that thing, yeah, I remember when, you know, six foot two, you know, <laughs> pound Arnold did that. Yeah. I think that was better. I think I'll go and put it on. <laughs> you know? And, uh, and got his ass kicked. And here's Adrian yeah, Brody yeah, kicking yeah. ass. It's like, what? Yeah. And, uh, and you know, I think the, um, they all, uh, they did well in kind of avoiding what, what they how they wrecked the uh, 
the Predator design yeah. in the first AVP movie. They 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 avoided that, which I, so I think they they did some well. They did well, but but I didn't like the idea again of how, of there being this kind of you know um, higher cast of of Predator. You know the the, the idea. Yeah. I mean, basically, the idea they sort of sketched out with this movie was that the the Predator that we know and love, you know, the classic Predator, is a sort of mid level lower cast. You know, sort of pauper. Uh, <laughs> yeah, pauper. And and that there's you know the elite kind of guys are these guys, and um, you know that kind of that that idea didn't really play very well. To no, I didn't like that at all. That that was it was just a lame excuse to build a bigger monster, uh, which yeah, wasn't and, needed. You, know, you got the big head thing going on because you know but i mean they hate the predator is big enough as it is they didn't need to to do that and if anything it makes it even more ridiculous that adrian brody takes this thing down in a hand-to-hand combat the Um, designs were good but don't get me started on the designs of the master i thought the new masks were awful they're 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 absolutely horrid uh designs that they chose for the masks i mean they got some new gear as well haven't they Got a little falcon that flies off their uh, shoulders to like do a bit of uh, probing. <clears throat> that sort of flies around the landscapes to find out you know where the prey is, which if any, which yeah. if anything is fucking cheating, but whatever. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the the funny thing is about the, the the thing that's always been the sort of linchpin of the whole idea of 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 a far far technically technologically superior and physically superior race, um, you know being pitted against, you know, mere humans, even humans of, you know, Arnie's uh, uh, stature. But, you know, the whole the whole sort of linchpin of it has always been the idea of it being the thrill of the hunt and the and the honour of the, you know, this, that and the other, that kind of crap. Yeah. And, and this idea of the, <clears throat> this idea that you can get these guys, these predators to lower those or, you know, kind of, um, you know, get rid of that techno- technology, um if you kind of goad them into it, you know, or, you know, you kind of got the situation where you can level the playing field a little bit because they're not, they're not just trying to, they're not terminators. Do you know? That's I mean? right. Yeah. They're not, they're not just trying to get the job done by any means possible. Otherwise they just, you know, you know, they could, they could do that like that. Absolutely. Um, so that's always been the sort of saving grace of, of that whole sort of dynamic, isn't it? But, but it does push it sometimes because, you know, you, you do think, well, so at what point do you, how, how do you write that into the narrative? Because the way the first one did it was very, you know, very, very, works very well, you know, because, because up until the point at which, you know, uh, the Predator decides to take Arnold on, you know, sort of mano a mano, he has used his technology to, to do the job, you know, he's used what he had and what he had was the, the shoulder launcher and, you know, laser sight and all that kind of stuff that he had. And he, he wasn't taking everyone down, in, in, yeah. Well, I mean, they, they changed that slightly in the second one as well. I mean, it's literally just saying that each predator is an individual and it makes its own choice about what it wants to hunt with. Yeah. 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 So I think these ones, are, you know, yeah, I mean, it's like, like I said, I, 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 it's a film that I haven't, I mean, I was just looking at... Uh, you know, <laughs> these three have to hunt in a pack, even though they're twice the size. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I was, I, was uh, I quite liked... Um, I suppose one of the things I liked about it was I liked Alice Braga's character. I didn't like her character because the moment I saw her, I was like, she's going to live just because she's female. Well, I quite liked the idea of her being... Well, 
Yeah, I mean the only, the thing that, that that sort of pissed me off straight away was Danny Trejo getting. Yeah, straight away. Yeah, he didn't really get a chance to shine. No, not at all. But I mean, he was there because he was just doing a fucking favor for Rodriguez. Yeah, yeah oh, well, I'll oh, be in the first yeah. twenty minutes. You can kill oh, me yeah, off yeah, first. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and you don't even see necessarily what happens. He just disappears, doesn't he? And then you just see his sort of body later on. It's like, uh, but it's creepy that scene. Um, yeah, that is cre- that, that's that is probably my favourite scene in the movie. Actually, that whole thing, the, the kill me thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's uh, um, no, that's, that's uh, that was very creepy. I did I did enjoy yeah, that over here, wasn't it? it was over that's over right. Yeah, <laughs> I get a more fucking callbacks. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of people don't like Topher Gracie's hidden secret. I I don't mind his, that he's got a secret because it makes sense that he's a killer. I just don't like the way they dealt with it in the third act when he just randomly decides to fuck it. I'm going to turn against the last two that are left and uh, paralyzes the girl. I I was like, oh fuck off! This is not the time or the place to be doing this now, you idiot. <laughs> to be going psycho I did not uh, like the way they dealt with that at all I like the way that he gets dealt with mm. but I didn't like the way they dealt with the, the my, turn my problem with Topher Grace was that I did not know him previous to Spider-Man 3 alright um, and so so and because of how I felt about Spider-Man 3 mm. and particularly Venom and him and just everything about that shit oh god yeah um Franchise killer. Yeah. Um, You'll be lucky to know we've already covered that franchise on the podcast. I know, and, but I, so I, I, I wasn't, you know, happy to to see him. You know, although, um, although I did like Walton Goggins. I did He's like he was terrific. He's literally the Bill Paxton of the movie. He is. He is a nut. Yeah. He, yeah. He, he's a great got a great face. You know. Oh, absolutely, and a great set of teeth as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's been doing a character. I mean, he, he was in the Crow Three. <laughs> I've never seen the Crow sequels. I, 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 oh, you haven't, have you? Ever. Oh, yeah. Well, you're not missing much. But, but I mean, that's how far back I remember him. I was like, oh, because he's like one of the dodgy coppers and that. But he's always uh, turning up in character stuff. But he's getting much, much better roles now because he's been becoming much more recognised. And he's obviously had a couple of series on TV. But he was in Tarantino's uh, Django as well in, in a great role. And I, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's, he's, he's great value in this film. And goes out in style. So... Uh, that's good, and I like the Russian dude. I like the fact that he got to take one of the predators out too. Yeah, but they gave him the old painless, and you think, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> I guess. I don't know, man. You know, it's that it's whole thing, <laughs> and, and couple that with with, like you said, with the just total usage of the, of the original score and exactly that. Yeah, you think. Oh, Do you like the idea of of it being a game preserved planet, and then also that they will actually specifically target? hitmen and killers and, and army types to bring there. Did, did you like that uh, idea? Uh, it, it doesn't, it doesn't uh, fare well when you think about it too long. Yeah. Uh, it's me. like, fuck it, yeah, just, just go um, to work and just hunt. <laughs> yeah, I mean, exactly. It, it does kind of put, it does put a slightly weird slant on, on mm. the activities of the first two Predators because you think, well, hang on. If they've got this, this, yeah, and you sort of think, well, maybe they, you know, maybe the preserve thing, you know, the whole kind of planet game reserve, game preserve thing, is um, is is the whole deal of these uh, elite, you know, predators and and the you know the low life have to go have to just go and sort of uh, you know uh, planet uh, hopping. <laughs> yeah, what's the word like? Uh, uh, when you hunt illegally, poachers. Yeah, maybe they're poachers. You know, what I, mean? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, but you think uh, if the if it is tailored for these 
this level that is even more elite that you think they make it more level by giving them more of an awareness of their surrounding and giving them letting them know what was coming so it actually becomes more of a battle and much more of a, a hunt in that sense as opposed to the final act when the humans have sorted their act out and they know exactly what's going on and then they decide to fight back you'd think they'd, well, they'd maybe, make it a fight back maybe, situation straight away yeah maybe maybe the what the predators are after is 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 kind of weeding out the men from the boys and and kind of having that situation where the they are you know they they have to define their own leaders and uh, and define the kind of dynamic that's going to either save them or not um before they start kind of picking them off yeah they? but it's well hey it's left open for a sequel there's there's still two of them running around the planet still plenty more yep. uh, big cases landing on with who knows what inside what was that kind of other predator thing that was running around the forest did you ever get a handle on well that grey alien that they shot yeah that was just that was just something else that to be hunted and it had loads of like bugs calling in and out of it didn't it yeah I I get that basically all the crates falling from the sky are are different aliens from different planets that the predators are then going to hunt that's what I figured that's how you you read that yeah yeah, that's what I got for because because again uh, they came they well they came because they did come down in big crates didn't they? Whereas the humans were rejected and uh, they had uh, parachutes that did or didn't open. <laughs> yeah, but wouldn't it have been more fun then to have had? Some, it's a nice cold open. You know, <clears throat> to have had, uh, you know, um, uh, like yeah, not not just not a bunch of humans, like a bunch of humans and aliens. You know what I mean? Working together. Yeah. Well, again, but then you've got to go right. You know, does it become Star Trek? And can the can the all speak English? Or they got to like you know, is it does it become enemy mind? They got to teach each other how to speak. Yeah. Darmok. Yeah. Darmok and Jalad over the ocean. Oh fucking hell. Yeah. Start teaching themselves the the legend of Gilgamesh. Ah, good old Paul it Winfield. Make any sense at all? Yeah. <laughs> well, do you want to do you want do you want to rate this one then, or anything yeah, else you want to mention about it? Lawrence Fishburne, no. do you like him or not? Fishburne, unfortunately, has you know he is Morpheus forever, Morpheus, and so whenever he does anything that isn't Morpheus or is Mad Morpheus or is Morpheus <laughs> Mad Morpheus. <laughs> Mad Morpheus, Mad Mick McMorpheus. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He's uh, yeah, he's okay. Yeah, he's all right. Yeah. <laughs> I prefer I prefer kind of pre Morpheus Morpheus. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Undercover Fishburne, I like. Yeah, fair enough. Go on then. Anyway. Um, it's a well, I guess it's a. Yeah, those those were two. It's got to be a three, I suppose. Yeah. No, I'm a three. Yeah, no, I can enjoy it, but it, it, it could have been better, but it wasn't. But it's, uh, yeah, no, three. Fuck it, I'll leave it at that. Well, that brings us full circle, almost. Yeah. One more to go. So, Prometheus, now I'm going to be fairly stum on this one because I've already done a podcast response. Uh, what I will remind people of then is that I came out extremely pissed off because this film, I mean, I, I'll get your thoughts on all of these things, but the, the trailer campaign was fantastic. There was too many of them, but those initial couple of trailers, beautiful music on there, great callback to the Alien uh, uh, trailers themselves with the whole side uh, sound going off. Loved all that. I uh, thought they looked absolutely great. Uh, and then the film just didn't deliver uh, as far as I was concerned. 
but um, and I do own this on Blu-ray, so uh, on rewatch, I would say that it's gotten a bit better for me. Not a lot, but a bit better. It's a, well, I, I mean, I can score it now. It's probably a three and a half for me. Um, there are still serious problems when it when it really gets going. It, it starts very well when it goes to the planet. It's all going great, but when things start going a bit pear-shaped, that's when I start to go, yeah, I don't know about that. Especially those two fucking idiots in that cave together. Um, yeah. yeah, you know, I mean, um, and yeah. stuff like that. And then and then going towards the, the third act, it's just a bit sort of, it just loses uh, direction um, for me. And it's, it's still that way for me. But it's a beautiful looking film. It's a really, really well put together uh, looking film. Ridley Scott's done a, a top job of, of, you know, every science fiction film he has touched has come out looking great. Um, the, the effects are really good. Uh, the, the science that they've created, the science fiction even that they've created in this film, looks really good. You know, I mean, say what you will about the beasties, whether you like them or not, they, you know, they, they've done a job of, of making them look quite good, these engineers, but I don't like them. <laughs> I don't like. I don't like. I don't like the fact, especially. I don't like the fact that they are the space jockeys. That really pissed me off. That the uh, space jockey was not a creature, even though, despite the fact that it was fucking fossilized in the first Alien film, um, and so on and so forth. But I, I, I do enjoy the film, and I think uh, to this day, Michael Fassbender put in a fantastic performance as David. Yes. Quick right, question to start you off then. Did you see the trailers, but also did you see the viral videos, including the the Wayland Utani TED Talk and and uh, the uh, the David viral as well? Um, I did see the trailers. Uh, the trailer campaign, like you say, was was one of the best of many a year in terms of the uh, ramping up of excitement um, for uh, alien uh, fans. Uh, and uh, yeah, I did see some of the viral. So I, I definitely saw the, um, the the one with um, Thingamajig, yeah, the TED Talk one, Guy Pearce. Yeah, yes, I did see those. Yeah, uh, and, and the the trailer campaign was strangely um, so effective and so good at um, at setting up an expectation in the movie that that frankly sort of isn't there, and that's the main problem with with it. Um, and I remember that there was a quote from Ridley, which was an amazingly, uh, amazingly cryptic quote that makes perfect sense now that you've seen the film. Yeah. Which was when they were saying, uh, you know, is this an alien uh, prequel? And he and he wouldn't he wouldn't be drawn on that, and he didn't say that, and he would say, and 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 I remember him saying in one of these responses. Well, it shares a lot of the DNA. Yeah, <laughs> and and you know you, you you take that quote to as sort of on face value in terms of you know well you know it's, it's the same universe blah 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 blah. But of course, you know he was being much more uh, you know specific. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, how do you feel so about yeah, that? Because technically, because at the end you're like, well, what does that mean? though? there's this creature that was born of many a beast. Uh, of of man and woman put through black sludge, put through impregnation, put through uh, birth of this creature, put through it merging with uh, an engineer, and then this thing is birthed from all of that. So it has many parents. This beast, this alien-looking creature that pops up at the very end, 
but it's it's all by its fucking self on this planet with fuck all to do and no one to you know feed it or anything like that so I'm like it was almost a pointless venture uh, obviously well, in a sequel someone will come find it and go oh, let's breed that well the th- yeah the, th- the thing with that is I I, I actually bought the um, I bought the 3D uh, Blu-ray of Prometheus I don't have a 3D setup but I bought the 3D no I've got that it was yeah, it was one of the first... Because um, it's got the making of. Exactly. It was one of the first instances where, where all the supplementary stuff was only on the 3D one. And it was and it was a vast amount compared to the, the, the standard. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a shitty thing to do. Yeah. There you go. Um, and, yeah, I bought that one and watched, uh, you know, watched all that stuff. And, and I think what, you know, what that one is, I mean, of course, we've jumped ahead to the end. But with that, it, it, it's... The, I think that is a... It's a, just a payoff. It's like it's like you know, people we waited the whole movie to see an alien, and and so we're going to give it to him, but we're not going to give it to him. We're going we're to give him something else, but it's sort of reminiscent enough to you know, and it may not lead anywhere at all. In yeah, the, it's literally like okay, sequel. Oh god, now how the hell do we write around that? <laughs> yeah, I mean the thing is, it's it's a rare, it's a big mess. It's a yeah. massive mess. And horrible, it, I, horrible, horrible music score. This film, I want to say, because and again, that's the fault of the fucking trailer, which they had amazing different choices of music on all the trailers. And I was like, holy shit, this is going to really take off. Mark, Mark Streitenfield, I think, is the uh, the guy who's actually done Ridley Scott stuff since pretty much two thousand. He's done like the last five movies, and I can't stand him. Uh, just wanted to point that out. Hate the music. <laughs> yeah, I, did, I didn't like it. Mm. Um, and it was a very dumb choice to have the you know the, the cartographer guy be the guy who gets lost. Yeah, um, exactly. You know, or what, you um, <laughs> I, I was expecting um, uh, the, the guy with the tattoo on the side of his head. I was expecting him to be a bit tougher, not a fucking pussy. Go, I'm out of here. Um, it's all right. Maybe he's saying the right thing. Let's get the hell out of here. But I was like, really? I, I was hoping he was because he looked like a character from these seventies, two thousand AD type comic books. You know, the design of him. I was like, fucking awesome. Hopefully, this will be a really cool character that we'll enjoy seeing throughout. But no, he's a fucking dick. <laughs> and, and, and you know, the guys. I mean, it just there's a load of things that that again with the nuts and bolts don't make any sense. You know, these guys when they get stuck in the you know, uh, for the night in the in the uh, thing, you know, the, whatever it is, um, they you know they they leg it from that area. You know, they they kind of go the other way, and then 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 for some reason they're back there. Yeah, and that's where they decide to camp for the night, and it's like what? Yeah, and it's sort of think, well, why did you do that? Um, yeah, it's a, it's it, yeah yeah. There's a lot of it's one of those movies that um, it it it. Uh, it raises more questions than it answers in terms of the whole. Uh, I mean, you know, the, the the Prometheus obviously is you know obvious title is you know it's kind of gives you a clue on what the whole thing's going to be about in terms of you know the origin of mankind and everything. But um, but you know, yeah, it, it, it I don't know, you know, when, when that whole with the trailer campaign being the way it was, and especially with that once that trailer came out that showed you the derelict. Flying or crashing, well, both actually. It had the, the, one of the trailers had, had a had a flying shot and a crashing. That's shot, right. Yep. Uh, uh, of the derelict, you know, you were. Um, that pissed yeah, Scott off. He hated the fact that they were in the trailer. 
Yeah, Which, it sure always makes me kind of think, go, why the fuck did directors not have more control over the marketing? Like, don't fucking put yeah. that in, you'll spoil the I, film. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't think they do. I think, I think even someone of his uh, clout doesn't. And, um, and, and, and I mean, the, the, the problem that that sets up for anyone who uh, is, is, a, is a fan, you know, is someone who sort of knows a few things uh, about, the, you know, details about the, this universe. It w- was the, the demonstration, or not the demonstration, the, the talk that the uh, preliminary talk that the scientists were giving at the, at the front end, you know, when they're on the ship and they're telling everyone where they're going and what they're going to be doing. You know, they kind of show you this star field and they show you the little the, this little planet that they're going to, and it's and it's LV something else. Yeah, yeah. You remember that? It's, it's an LV two seven five. Yeah, it's some completely different. And so, for me, that was like um, that was like a sort of kick in the nuts, really. Yeah. <laughs> sort of, you know, because they must have known that that anyone who was had, had any kind of detailed knowledge of the franchise would know right at that moment that then that we're not going to where we thought we were going. You know, I thought yeah. I thought that because of the trailer where we saw this thing crashing, I thought, oh, I know what's going to happen. It's going to take off, but the engineer is going to get impregnated by a facehugger because at some point we'll see a facehugger. He'll get impregnated by the facehugger and he'll crash on uh, 426. And that'll be that'll be the ending. That'll be the surprise ending. He crashed there, and then this thing's gone. Or several of them have gone and laid shitloads of eggs among the ship. But nope, <laughs> nope. didn't get that. What do you think about the cast? I uh, I thought Numi uh, Rapace was good in the lead. Fastbender, as I said, I absolutely loved. The rest of them, I think, are all a missed opportunity. Idris Elba didn't have enough to do. Charlie Theron, in particular, had the most fascinating character background, and it went fucking nowhere. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think that the there are some there are some characters uh, in this movie like like I mean, you know, Janik. Um, yeah, Idris Elba. I think the problem with with him is, is that at, at the point at which this came out, um, I mean, it's only a couple of years, but he he you know he has gone stellar since then, isn't he? Um, and so it was almost like uh, I mean, like from my sort of subjective viewpoint it was like oh it's the guy who was in who was the gatekeeper in, in Thor you know he was he was uh, whatever his name is Heimdall uh, yeah that's right yeah uh, and and oh he's he, and now he's got a sort of slightly bigger part in this brilliant you know good 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 on him kind of thing uh, so that was my subjective viewpoint but I still felt like his character sort of didn't really have enough to do no not at all uh, he, you know and, and he was instantly yeah, Idris is a big guy. He's in, mm. I mean, big as in, you know, he, he commands a sort of certain uh, weight uh, of expectation, even if you don't know. Absolutely. And he was doing little bits of business with his character, yeah. but this gave oh, him sure. nothing to do, except fucking go, hey, let's go sacrifice ourselves. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I really didn't like uh I really didn't like Guy Pierce, the Wayland, Peter Wayland you know, doing doing the old guy. The old guy thing. Yeah, no, a lot of people didn't like that. I didn't mind it so much, but um I just didn't like I just didn't like where the character went in that third act. Once he did come back, I was just like uh, and what they did with Fastbender's character was was a waste of the character. I was like, Really? You're just gonna get beheaded and you, yeah. but, you know, I just I think the art. You know, when you have got a guy, uh, you know, who's supposed to be very old and all that, and 
and you've got, you know, you have to have a very, very solid reason for casting a young guy, yeah, and, and then using makeup to make him look old. You know, I mean, there has to be a really good reason to do that. Um, and I felt that in this film, there wasn't. You know, you didn't need to have Guy Pearce as the old guy. You know, I, 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 and I don't think that the makeup. Uh, you, know, you know, the fucked up thing is that because of that TED talk, because you had Guy Pearce, and because of the voice he was using, they could have very easily have cast John Hurt. And and yeah. then that would have been a lot. Oh right, cool. John Hurt's back, oh, but playing someone else. There we are. <laughs> yeah, so it's a bit odd, and and and, I, and you know, it's it's it is a very mixed up thing. You know, you 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 people's um people's motives aren't very clear in in this movie. You know, I mean, they may become clearer in, in the sequel, maybe, but of course, a lot of them are dead. Uh, you know, most of them are dead, and so maybe they won't. But you know, it's it does. Uh, you know, and of course, you've got. Uh, you know, Numi Rapace and her, you know, just unbelievable ability to sort of still run, climb, kick, fall, jump, fight after, you know, having, you know, abdominal surgery and, <laughs> you know, and just so, suffering <laughs> terribly, you know. Uh, <laughs> did you did you like that scene? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. I, I thought that was pretty cool. I mean, I, again, I, I, I was hoping for a um, a tougher you know, certificate. Yeah, yeah, again, we got stuck with a 15, but hey, it could have been worse, we could have got a fucking 12. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, again, that scene where she's in the um, uh, uh, the, the, the medical thing, um, apparently that, you know, they, they, again, that was, that was toned down. They had a lot more blood spl- splattering around when they did it. Um, and they kind of, CG a lot of it out. Well, the thing I like about the way that it is is that you you don't get very many shots of sort of the overview of looking down on the wound. It is a lot of it is side view, and while I kind of part me goes, eh, you do want a bit of more blood coming out. Um, but I do like the idea of um, a lot of it is is portrayed by the pain that she's expressing on her face, um, and she did a good job of that. She really did. She did do a good job. Um... I mean, and of course, you know, you've got... I'm the, too sure uh, about all the running around she was doing within half an hour, though. No, exactly. <laughs> and, and there was just some weird, you know, like when, when she's kind of sorted all that out and she's, you know, she runs into the room, doesn't she? And David's there and and he sort of... There's a very sort of strange dynamic going on between the characters at that point, which sort of, again, is slightly... Just doesn't feel quite right. <laughs> when he um, says, I never... I didn't think you had it in you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, yeah. Um, and then of course we get, you know, Charlize Theron, um, you know, doing Zoolander and not being able to turn left. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know uh, and uh, with a ship landing on her. Yeah, <laughs> break left. Yeah, break no, left. that was the, the, the yeah, just the, the dumbest thing. Uh, I think that's probably the thing. That I, uh, no, those two fucking guys in that cave is the worst thing. Then her getting crushed. Um, but you see, so, I've seen so many things parody it since. Um, have you seen the um, the the high she how it should have ended short cartoons? Uh, no. Uh, oh, you need to check this out. Anyone that's I listening that's not uh, been to this website, uh, high she is, is the initials H I S H E, um, and it's it stands for how it should have ended. Just Google that, and you will find a website called how it should have ended, and it's literally like three to five minutes short 
uh, animated films that this company have done on all the big blockbusters that have come out over the last few years, including a few classics as well. The, in fact, the latest one they did was The Phantom Menace. Yeah. And it's basically, you know, in animated form, in the style that they do it, you get them taking the piss out of the film and how they completely fucked it up. So, you know, like Fast 6, they take the piss out of the fact that the runway is 26 miles long. Yeah. And, you know, like, you see this plane landing, it's just going and going and going to the fact that, you know, an air stewardess has to come on and start talking to the passengers in the plane because it's going to be another 26 miles before the plane stops. Um, and with um, Prometheus, they're taking the piss out of all the dumb things in that, like the guy playing with the, the snake creature, and then Charlie's Theron not running to the left or the right. That you should definitely check them out. They're really funny, yeah, I will do. Uh, and and there's I, so I, many there to choose from as well. I quite like the ones. Yeah, the, the, have you seen the ones where there's everything wrong with Man of Steel? In, in, you know, have you seen those ones? There's, there's, there's quite they're quite good. All right, yeah. But anyway, yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, yes. I don't know. You know, I, it, it left me, um, yeah, very keen to see more you know yes. which i guess is a good thing yeah 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 um you know it, it like you say it's a lovely looking movie there's some very um there's some very nice sort of bits of business going on in it and everything but like you say david uh, as a character as this sort of study of uh you know fassbender's uh, study of that sort of android legacy um is 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 very impressive you know yes. like how he behaves and how he his uh, mannerisms, and and he's kind of channeling a lot of stuff there. You know, this, you know he's obviously got the uh, benefit of not just um, the performances of the various androids in the in the in the Alien franchise, but just kind of you know just loads of things to pull from. No, absolutely, um, and doing a beautiful beautiful job. Yeah. Mm. Well, hopefully we'll get so, to see more of uh, him. And if they, I mean, I, I know the uh, late last year Scott reported that the script is complete for the sequel so it's just a matter of whether they're getting on with it I know he was doing a film called Exodus which I think we can expect at the end of this year so maybe later this year we'll hear news of whether they're doing a sequel or not and where they're going to take it because who knows who knows indeed but yeah we will see but no I'm I'm game for uh, for another one but like I said my rating's three and a half. It, it has gotten better with each watch, but it's basically the scenes that work really do work, and there is enough there to get me through, but there are still things in there that, that really just, you know, it's like, oh, God, you can almost destroy a film with these scenes. Um, but, hey, that's what the, that's the great thing about Blu-ray is that you can hit skip. Yes, and, and you know, maybe, I don't, I don't know, I, mean, I know maybe Scott will... Uh... Have a little fiddle with it at some point. I know. I don't know whether he said he will, whether he will or would won't. But, yeah. Uh, maybe he will. Yeah. 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 Get another version of it out there. Why not? Oh, and the good news for the sequel is that uh, David Lindelof is not involved. Woohoo! So, ah, so I get to rejoice. <laughs> so, give us your rating on this one then. Ah, uh, well, I'd say it's an easy three and a half. Yeah. Uh, you know, I probably would have given it a four at the time. Um, I think it's uh, on. For me, it's probably gone down half a half an rewatching. And just uh, it's not even on the rewatch; it's on the pondering. Uh. You know? it's, just, <laughs> it's just the more you ponder, and you ponder, and you ponder, and you think, "Yeah, that does bits make sense." <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, so yes, right, we're done. Right then, yeah, we're done. Awesome. Well, uh, yeah, we'll be back with uh, another one soon, I guess. Indeed. What, what are we going to mangle up next time? 